Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos. I've got with me Alex Waters, fresh from last night. He has won Rising Star of the Year at the REB Awards. How are you? Good, Tom. Thanks. Mate, you've got to be pumped. I mean, like 16 months in real estate. There you were last night at Star Casino in Sydney, getting the award in front of 750 people, 40,000 agents in Australia to get that award. You've got to be excited. Yeah, I was pumped. I was so surprised last night. I just, I was lost for words. You know, you look around that room and there was so many amazing names being called up and I just had no idea I was going to be one of them, so. Yeah. Okay, so people that don't know the Alex Waters story, um, let's just go over it. How old are you? Um, 24. 24. How long have you been in real estate? Uh, 14 months. Okay. Now, uh, where do you work? In Caratha, in the northwest of WA. Okay. Um, you, for the last financial year, financial year 2014, you wrote how much? 907000 What's your average price? 720 Okay. And the average price in your office is? Uh, average price in the marketplace is around 620 Okay. So you sell a little bit dearer? Yep. Okay. Um, your, uh, you get vendor paid advertising? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, your main form of getting new business is what? Uh, attraction, sort of through reputation. Um, last month I signed on 12, 13 new listings. Um, only one of them was someone I'd never, you know, never knew. Um, the rest was all reputation or from my own database or they'd been referred to me by a past client. Okay, so that's exciting because what we're saying is in 14 months, yep. you've been able to move to an attraction business model where you draw vendors to you. Why do you think you're doing that and other agents, how many agents in your marketplace? Um, there's about 16 selling agents in my market. O offices or 16 sales agents? 16 sales agents, Six, um, seven offices. Seven offices, so seven offices, 16 sales agents. Um, you've got a decent market share, I would presume if you're writing that sort of money. Yeah, um, last year, last financial year had 41% market share. Last month I had um, around 80% market share. So, how many properties got sold then? It would... There's only 10 properties sold last month and I sold eight of them. Okay. Why do you think you've got such a high market share amongst the other 16 sales agents? Um, I think a couple of things. Um, we definitely work pretty hard. <laughs> Um, you know, hit the phones a lot, call every single buyer, I just don't let a lead go until I know something's happened with them. I'll call them three months down the track, six months down the track. So we've got really good retention there. I'll give you an example. I called, called a guy um, on the phone on Wednesday night before I flew out and I've been working with him for six months. He's an investor. He's been thinking about investing in the area. Called him, spoke to him about a property that I just listed. He viewed it the next day and he's ready to make an offer. If you do it with my PA, is ready to make an offer. So um, just by making that call, that's going to generate a sale for me. Um, so you so, so you do a lot of your work on the phone? Yeah, heaps. Heaps? I mean, like typically per day or per week, how many calls do you reckon you're pumping out? Oh, I do at least two hours of calling every day. Yeah. Um, and so who are you calling? Anyone? Um, buyers, sellers. I sort of um, have my prospecting structured in a way that's... You know, I call potential sellers and, and um, potential vendors you know, for 45 minutes there and then I'll call active buyers. Um, I'll call active buyers almost every day. I've got like a, a hit list of 10 hot buyers that I call every, almost every single day just to 
try and progress them to something or right. help them with something. Um, but yeah, just making as many calls as I can. Okay, you work hard? Uh, yeah, I'd like to say we work pretty hard. When you say we, it's you and someone else. Uh, yeah, I've had a PA now for um, just coming up to two months. Um, before that, I was working some pretty crazy hours, like sort of 10, 11 o'clock at night in the office type thing. Really? Yeah. Just at starting what time? Uh, probably 7 or 8. Um, I don't normally get into the office later than 8 How o'clock. How many days a week? Um, six days, but Saturdays is just opens and private appointments. So I just try and line up as many okay. appointments as I can. So in summary, for the viewers, um, basically for 12 months, Alex has worked without a PA. In that time, it was early starts and late night finishes. Now with the PA, you think you're working a little bit less in terms of hours? Yeah, a little less hours. Um, I probably get home at seven or eight most nights. Um, yeah, and still starting at the same time. So, what's your feeling about putting the PA PA on now? It's been like two months. Didn't do it soon enough. Okay, you wish you'd done it. Okay, <laughs> oh, tell me the benefits of having a PA. Um, well, my sales months have just gone like that because you know I've just had so so many busy months and then other things have suffered. Um, so the following month, my sales haven't been as good. Um, last month, um, I read 160, and we're on track to do that again this month. Um, it's just taking my focus. I don't even know what you know what I've got on in the next hour. You know, my PA she books it in. Right. Katie, she's, she's awesome. You know, she so tell me what, what what does Katie do? She manages your diary. She manages my diary, database, and marketing. That, that's database basically. and marketing. Okay. So she puts stuff into your database. Yep. Okay, and what database system do you use? Uh, we just rolled out a new CRM, uh, Rex. Rex, okay. And um, so diary, marketing, so prepares all the marketing to go yep. on to um, realestate.com and yep. Rewire and yep. um, do you, like you, so you're saying that the one thing that you do differently is you work harder, is there other stuff that you do differently? Now that I've got a PA. Well, no. Since like since you've come on, I'm trying to work out why in you know such a short period of time. Um, well, VPA is a big thing. Um, I guess we we sort of I sort of did a lot of things in the marketplace. Like we kind of came in. I came. I keep saying we, but it was just me back then. Um, I kind of came in and went to Eric last year. Um, almost four weeks into starting. So the real 2013 Eric. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had kind of had no no idea about real estate. Um, and it came in and pretty much walked out of Eric with a huge list of things like, okay, cool, I need to do that. It was just like, it was like a, um, going to a course on how to do real estate, really. Um, and I kind of walked out of there, you know, our whole thing previously was selling free marketing and, and doing just basic marketing. And, and I remember you saying last year at Eric, or, and, and this year's Eric, you know, VPA, you know, it's, it's gonna be good. It, it, pushes the property harder, it benefits you, it benefits the vendor, benefits everyone. And I had a bit of a fear around that because we are in a bit of a slower selling marketplace around getting people to pay, you know, three, four thousand dollars up front and having the risk that their property won't sell. But I heard um, Matt Steinway say something on it on VK the system, your C D, and he said, it's not about guaranteeing a sale, it's about guaranteeing an opportunity. At the, at the very best opportunity to sale. And that kind of helped me get past that. And so yeah, we, we get VPA for um, 
you know, for every every property. Do you get more VPA than on the other agents in in the area? Uh, I'm not sure that any other agents really do VPA. Right. Um, but yeah, we. How much are you getting, like roughly? Oh, average property is probably three and a half. Yeah. Okay. So again, this is a big takeaway point, and I know that I can get repetitive on it, but I mean, with vendor paid advertising, it is the vehicle, it is the actual turbocharge to help you to become an attraction agent. Now, what we've seen is that you're telling me that nearly all the business that you're getting now is coming to you because of reputation, referral, yep. your brand. Yeah. Okay. And I can say, if you weren't getting this vendor paid advertising, there's no way that you would be on that shopping list, would it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole reason, our VPAs helped us actually sell the properties quicker. Now, average days on market is 29 and a half. Right. And the average days on market in the, in the marketplace is around 85. So 29 versus 85. Yeah. Okay, 29, because, I mean, this is not some magical formula. For the more people see the property, more people are going to come into it. More people come into it, you have a higher probability that the property is going to get sold. So right. it's real estate's about bumps on seats, isn't it? The more most people you get in, the higher the chance. Uh, vendors also have skin in the game, don't they, with, with VPA? Definitely. Much more motivated around the sale. I guess it, it separates out um, at the very start who's serious and who's not as well. Um, and so you're spending your time um, doing quality things for you know real real clients who want to resolve. Right. Okay. Can I ask what does your typical day look like? Or do you have a typical day? Or has it changed yeah. now with the assistant? Oh, it's definitely changed with the assistant. Um, but I've always been fairly structured. Um, I start in the morning at sort of I get up around four forty-five. Um, hit the gym by five. Um, I've only developed that really good habit in probably the last three months. Before then, working so late, it was really hard to get up early. So you're 5am club, man. 4.45am 4.45am, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, um, normally set the alarm for 4.30, up by 4.45. Um, once I get back from there, um, I'll have you know, a smoothie, have, have my breakfast, um, get ready for work. 7 to 8 o'clock, I normally um, just get ready for work, do bits that I need to do, and um, personal development, so I like to read in the morning. Um, I just sit on my couch at home and read off my Kindle. Um, I find that really helps me focus for the day. What sort of, do you read positive books or you read, what, yeah. what do you read? Uh, at the moment I'm reading a Rob Kawasaki book. Yeah, um, what's, I, that, what's that called? Uh, it's about financial planning. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the exact title, it's one of his, um, in, in the Rich Dad Poor Dad series, but um, I, I just find for me, that helps me really clarify every day why I'm actually going to work, to work hard because the end game is outside of work um, and my own financial and personal goals. Um, and so I get into the office at eight, um, start calling straight away. And then we have a meeting, Katie and I have a meeting at nine, um, which sets up the day and then calling all morning, appointments in the afternoon. Um, and can I ask you, open houses, you do those? Yeah, um, they actually weren't done in our market before I got there because it was not, it was a very heavy investor market while the market was booming. Um, people were buying property, you know, one day on market, sight unseen. So there was no need for it. Um, I saw a bit of a shift in the market to an owner-occupier buyer. And we started doing them. When I started doing them, I only was meeting like two or three people on a Saturday. But at that time, the market was so quiet, I hadn't had an inquiry on a property all week. 
Right. So it was like for me, spending five hours on a Saturday out opening homes, it allows me to build relationships with new buyers, meet new buyers before anyone else, and I, I just think it's a really quality... Okay, so you've time. gone in, in an area that had no VPA really, in an area that wasn't doing open homes, you've been able to change that belief mindset in yourself and in the marketplace, and now you're doing uh, nearly a million dollars in GCI, now you've got an assistant come, uh, come in, um, hopefully you've got plans to actually uh, accelerate that now? Uh, yeah, in the process already, so we've got um, someone lined up um, as a sales assistant. Oh, so you've got to put another person on? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Could, probably could have done it months ago as well, um, but really had to you know, get things sorted with Katie first. Um, yeah, we're ready to go on that. Definitely, there's more opportunity out there. What, what's your view do of people that say, oh, um, someone under, because you're, how old are you, 20? 24. <laughs> what would you say to someone that says, oh, vendors will think you're too young? What's your view? Um, I've never, never had that. Right. Um, I think someone, I think it's all about how you present yourself. I've always been fairly um, aspirational from a really young age, and I had that probably under 20, but I, you know, I think no one really asked. Were you motivated that. from a young age? Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you before real estate, what were you doing? Um, I was a national sales manager for Arnott's Biscuits in Sydney. So you must have like doubled your income, or maybe tripled your income. Tripled. Well, tripled your income. <laughs> yeah. You love real estate. I love it. What? Well, tell me the reasons you love it. Um, I just I love the. The energy, I, before I got into real estate, you know, there's that whole stigma around real estate agents, it's, it's out there. I had no idea that, like, guys like yourself, um, Josh Fegan, you know, those guys were actually around. Um, I, I was just blown away when I entered the industry and found this whole positive life. It's, it's changed my life. It's really, really changed my life. Um, I just love it. I love the energy. I love working hard. I love the results. You know, I've probably taken five, five weeks off already this year. Um, I love going away on holiday, but yeah, I just love it. So you, so, so you, you train, do exercise every day or most days? Yeah, every day. Yeah. You're working Monday through to Saturday. Yeah. Um, you're getting home, like now, even with the assistant, you're getting home at like what time? Seven o'clock? Yeah, seven, eight o'clock. Seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. Uh, what are your interests outside of real estate? Um, love to skydive. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Did my solo skydiving course earlier this year. Wow. And funnily enough, my skydiving instructor listed a property with me two weeks later. Wow. <laughs> She's out of the area as well. Just happened to be, you know, just happened to happen. She'd had it on the market with someone else for almost a year. And what, 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 I mean, Alex, what do you say? Like, there's, there's a lot of people watching this video and they just say that they just can't get enough listings. I mean, if you were going to give people some advice, what's the advice you'd give them? What would Alex Walters tell them? I mean, I know you've only been in the business for just over a year, but you're writing amazing numbers. And what does a person your age say to someone else out there on what they should do? Um, I think for me, it was just about calling whoever I could as often as I could. Right. So coming once again, coming out of Eric. I heard like, oh, database is critical. I had no idea. And so I started writing up a spreadsheet because I wasn't using a CRM there. I just had a big spreadsheet. Like an Excel document? Yeah, Excel document. Every single person I spoke to, buyer or seller, went in there. I had a buyer sheet and a seller sheet. And it had a date when I needed to next call. And I'd just pull up that tab and call them, call them every three months. Are you, are you an organized person? 
Uh, I am now. Yeah, I probably wasn't before. But... How, many, how many people on your database have you got? Um, I've got about 520 potential sellers on my database. Um, and buyers, you know, over the last year, I've um, got hundreds as well. What's your communication look like to the potential vendors? What do you say to them? What do you send them? Yep. Um, I... Uh, I think communication to those people is critical because there's no point having a database. You're no one to them unless you're actually talking to them as you know regularly. So I send out a monthly video update um, on the marketplace. A lot of our potential sellers are not at, not in the area. They're investors, so they're you know it's all about finances for them. So I talk about um, you know, average days on market, what's sold in the last month, any mining news. Being in a mining area, that's pretty critical. So you can I ask you, Alex, because I'm going to uh, have a link to one of your videos yep. on this uh, EDM so people can actually see it. Yep. Um, who does that video? Um, I actually had to go find, go and find someone. I had a mate doing it for a while with a camera and a microphone. Um, now I get uh, someone who does some photography around town to, to do it. They actually do a video, not photography, but they do it. Yeah, a, yeah. They, they should. yeah. And how long does it go for? Uh, it's like three minutes. Okay. Um, takes me, I write it the day, I just type up a bit of a script the day that I'm going to send it out. So it's fresh in my mind. And we'll... Do, you, do you read it off a sheet when you're doing it on the video? Or no, you know? it's, I just like to type it out because then it's fresh. I've sort of written it. Um, and then I'll just, we have about three takes throughout the, three or four takes throughout the video. And um, I just have to go through one whole paragraph at a time, make no mistakes. and say what I need to say. Okay, so video, a monthly video wrap-up on the marketplace yep. that also profiles you to them, yep. so you're staying top of mind awareness. People know my concept of jab, 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 hook. Jab, 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 hook is keep giving, giving information, yep. educating, educating, add value, and the hook is when they're ready to list, you ask for the business because you've earned the right for the business. Yeah, and that, that video update, typically generates me 10 appraisals a month. And, wow. And at one month, it generated me, uh, I think the biggest month was four, four listings. Four, but that... Like, like, hey, Alex, I'm ready to sell. You know, what can we do? I'm like, great. Okay, so, but Alex, this video, is it simply going out to your database? Yep. Does it sit anywhere else? Does it? Do you put it on social media? Yeah, it's on YouTube and social media, but I don't really have a big social media. Right, strategy. so really, this video is going to people you've already met and spoken to? Yep. And they're sitting on your database and they're getting this email video going out to them as a just a simple email. Yeah, and it goes out to sellers and buyers as well. I guess both to both. Yeah, that's important because buyers contact me as well. Hey, you know, buyers go through waves. They, if they, they stop looking for some reason, especially if they're investors, they might stop looking and then they might reinvigorate their interests. So I've had buyers contact me just by email. Thanks for the update, Alex. Have you got any good properties at the moment? Right. It's like, cool, yeah, let's do it. Alex, fee negotiation. I want to talk to you about, you got a listing presentation. You must get people objecting. I don't want to pay that fee, or I don't want to do marketing, or I don't want to be in the newspaper. Explain to me how you think about that. Yeah, um, so really early on, I made a decision to, you know, reject not good business, or say so you'd no. say no to it? Yeah, say no, yeah. Um, I didn't negotiate my fee from day one. It was like one of those things on the checklist. I right. heard it Eric last year. Good agents don't negotiate their fee. I'm like, cool, I want to be a good agent, so I'm not negotiating my fee. And I probably lost a few listings early on because I didn't know how to handle it. I wasn't good at, you know, adding that value because I'd probably charge more than anyone else in my market. Um, and, 
you know, basically, um, I just sort of made that decision, but it forced me to provide value. It forced me to provide value really early on. So I learned that section of my listing presentation really quickly. So you think you're more valuable than your competitors? Absolutely. What makes you better? Um, we to a seller. What? What in your mind? What? Why do you think they should pick you? Yeah. Even though you might be a little bit dearer. Definitely. Well, when there's 250 properties on the market and only 10 sold last month, and I had eight of them, um, I can secure them the very best opportunity at selling their property. Um, that's that's essentially what I say, and the statistics are there. So you use a track record at a listing presentation. Can I ask you? Because um, a lot of these presentations are not done face to face. Yeah, a lot of them aren't. Yeah, right. Um, I try and use Skype. But yeah. It's, um, and that's cool. Like a lot of you know people are on Skype now, so it's it's really easy to use, and and no one else is doing it. So if they're speaking to another agent, that that other agent might have only given them a quick call to have a chat and sent them through an email proposal. And they're like, oh wow, you know, they get to know me. It's it's personal. Um, so if they're, if they're not on Skype, do you teach them to get on Skype? or you uh, Sometimes, yep. Um, but we use phone a lot as well. All so. right. So between phone and Skype, so what we're saying to the viewers, don't underestimate the power of using technology like Skype to separate yourself versus the competition. Yep. Um, now, as we finish off this interview today, um, Alex, I want you to think about the top three things that you could say are absolute musts if you were starting in real estate again, like on day one, mm-hmm. I mean, you started good, you went to Eric, so it's a good starting point. So in many ways, you didn't have a lot of the challenges that a new agent comes in and they get it wrong at the start and they've got to go revisit it. Yeah. But knowing what you know today, what are three things that you think are critical for success in real estate? Um, I think you've got to be really committed. You, you are committed? I'm very committed. The, the moment I stepped into real estate, it was like do or die. You know, I left my job at Arnott's. They offered me a promotion the day I, the day I left. Um, and even the managers were like, oh, real estate, you know, you might not do so well. I was committed. I moved states. It was like, this is it. Okay. I've got to make it happen, you know. Gang, as you're listening to this, this is a critical point because I've got to tell you, this is something I've noticed the best of the best do. It's a common denominator. They're all in. they got their chips. They're all in. There is no plan B. Uh, failure is not an option. He is not dabbling in real estate. He sold up, he moved into stay, he had to succeed. It wasn't a matter of I'm going to give this a go and see how I'm going to go. It was I am going to succeed. I'm committed. There is no get out clause. There's no but. It's going to happen. And you're living up to that expectation. So having a commitment, right? Number two? Uh, number two, I would say. Um don't be afraid to grow as well. I think I probably missed out on maybe 300k in GCI in the last six months by not having an assistant. Right. Um, it takes, but it takes guts, doesn't it, to take out your money out of your pocket, whatever it is, 50 grand or so. Yeah. Um, but what you're saying is have the courage. Yeah. Like I always had a plan. Like once again, going to Eric, you know, it was like good agents have a PA. So I wrote that on my list, and it was my plan to get a PA. But it was that taking that leap of faith and actually doing it and having the courage to say, I'm going to keep writing these numbers and actually getting a PA is going to make it easier for me. So All the good stuff happens outside your comfort zone and you heard Alex, you wish you had done it earlier. So if you're sitting on the fence, you are committed to real estate. What I suggest you do is get out of your comfort zone 
be prepared to feel temporary incompetent and put the person on because it's not a cost, it's an investment in the profits, isn't it? That's yeah. what you're doing. Definitely. And we're like, I'm just about to put someone else on a sales assistant in two months and you know, we probably could have done that three months sooner if I'd had Katie on board already. And number um, three? Yeah, number three, um, I think, yeah, use, use VPA and... Um, Become an attraction agent. Yeah. Use VPA to help sellers get more money yep. in a shorter time. And the byproduct is that you also will get noticed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to invest. I think you've got to invest in yourself as well. Um, you know, just add on to that because in the last 12 months, I've probably spent 15000 on personal training and Wow, um, amazing. This guy, this guy here is committed. This guy here, and you know what? Fifteen grand here or there is insignificant when this guy has nearly ridden a million GCI with major plans for 2015. Mate, congratulations to see you last night. You were in absolute shock when I walked past you. <laughs> yeah. um, and to be number one, a rising star in the country, totally deserved, well done. Thanks, man. And we're gonna follow your progress over the next 12 months. Thank you. Thank you.